0: what is up everyone welcome to another episode of the podcast on this episode drew and i decided to do something different and that's talk about something we're actually qualified to talk about travel both drew and myself have traveled extensively domestically and internationally and we have both had the good fortune of living abroad we talk about the pros and the cons of that we talk about how travel has shaped our perspectives and we talk about how the reality of travel often does not meet the beautiful photos that you see on instagram and Finally, we finish up with some suggestions for those of you looking to plan your next trip. We hope you enjoy let's give people kind of our backgrounds in travel and why we why we might have a little clout in this conversation um oh okay sure sure why don't why don't you go first
1: um well. I, I mean, I don't know. I always, I, I always wanted to travel. Like when I was in college, I wanted to travel. I wanted to study abroad and stuff like that. I was paying my way through college though. So I was like, well, that's just going to add expense and ended up not doing it, which I, I regret. But, um, you know, I've been very fortunate and privileged enough to be able to travel, uh, and work. I, I work remotely. Uh, and, uh, you know, for a period of, I guess, a couple of years, I I did that whole nomad thing where I kind of bounced around a little bit, mostly Latin America. Um, I the the first kind of big excursion I had though was I kind I got out of graduate school and I kind of just said fuck it and went to Chile, which I would not recommend that to be your first fuck it experience. <laughs> it's <laughs> a great country. Don't get me wrong, I love Chileans, but it was. It was a little crazy and a little bit of a hard place to go to. But yeah, so been a lot around Latin America, all different countries, Central America, a lot in Mexico, um, and have really only visited Europe a couple of times on short trips. And then Asia, uh, you and I went to Asia. Um, yeah. You, you yeah. lived in Asia. So yeah. that, that's kind of been my experience, but I, I, I guess I've lived for months at a time. At, uh, in another country, the most time I probably spent in one spot while I was traveling was six months, and that would have been Mexico,
0: so, Oaxaca, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, Oaxaca, southern Mexico, beautiful place, um, easy place to get into, great food, uh, inexpensive, yes. but not not you know ad- abject um, poverty or anything like that. Not to not to diminish locals or anything like that, but it was it was a good place. People were very friendly and sure. helped you out. And sure. It was great. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have you've had a, a different experience. Well, I mean, years. certainly
0: you are. I mean, you for a while, I guess still are, were the, the prototype of the digital nomad, right? Um, yeah. And I, a, a lot of my international experience has come from the result of, of work. So, I mean, I, I first dipped my toes into the, the travel waters in, in college when I did a, a semester abroad. I was in Helsinki, Finland. Mm -hmm. And I, to this day, when I tell people that they're just like, what the, why, why, (laughs) what are you doing? I still say that. sometimes. And and, and (laughs) and honestly, honestly, Drew, I went to this, uh, this like study abroad advisor and she's like, well, you're kind of late. We got a spot open in Finland. And I'm like, done. (laughs) Yep. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Everybody else is going to like the South of Spain. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. no. What is it colder than Nebraska? Yeah. (laughs) I want that. That's what I want uh did it loved it and then that's like that's when i drank the kool aid right there yeah. uh fast yeah. forward fast forward about 5 or 6 years i get this job at a university that where for 4 years straight i travel basically nonstop internationally yeah you were you're um, just gone all the time that and that was like that was the thing that really kind of shifted i mean it kind of shifted everything it changed the way i look at the world um and then that that led to a position working in Beijing in China for a year, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, kind of I'm still supposed to be there right now, which is kind of weird to think about. But um, oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, but was able to to live and I guess get a little bit more of an immersive experience, uh-huh. and so. Um, so we've we've both been we, just
1: incredibly fortunate and incredibly lucky to be able to do that and, and privileged and all of that. So we need to acknowledge that,
0: obviously. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, um, a lot of the things we say, or a lot of the, I don't know, they, they might come across as entitled criticisms, and I guess we recognize that. And I'm not here trying to, to change your view of, of, of who we are, but uh, the reason we give our backgrounds is because. When we render an opinion, it's not just completely baseless. We we, yeah. we have an idea, a pretty extensive idea, and
1: we, I, I like, would say we we haven't been, you know, the Instagram uh, chasing a photo follower count uh, demographic. I guess is what. I, yeah, I, and, I, I think anyway.
0: <laughs> I would like we, to think we, so. I hope so. And we can maybe and we can maybe like start there because it, it's one thing that that I hear a lot like when talking about travel and and I used to say this and, and the idea just constantly evolves is like, you're looking for that true authentic experience, right? Yeah, like cliche at this point but yeah right it, it's right i'm almost kind of embarrassed to say it's like well i, I go i want the authentic experience so I'm like, doesn't well, that, does that suck mean? you can't even use
1: that word anymore it sucks authentic like, uh, yeah live your authentic life you can't yeah use that word it's anymore. it's
0: anyway. become it's become like a, a tagline for for boomers to make fun of millennials <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but but i think you know we can talk about that a little because you said we all go everywhere and it's all the same thing and i i, I want i want to talk about perception versus reality when uh, yeah w- when when you travel because you see these these people these influencers and they're taking a picture falling off a cliff or something like that in wherever country and you're just like When you travel internationally consistently or even domestically, I mean, a lot of it kind of sucks.
1: A lot of it sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of it sucks.
0: You know, I I
1: hate, I hate flying. I hate (laughs)
0: airplanes. Well, good thing you love travel. uh,
1: But I like to, I like to go places. I get it. Um, And and that's a,
0: that's a minor gripe, but yeah. Right. Right. It's when when I had my, my university job where I was traveling all the time, um, people kept, you know, this kind of goes goes back to how lucky we are, like how lucky I was, right? Like, oh, my God, that's a dream job. And I'm like, it, it is great. And it's taken me to places that I've never been before. But what you what you don't see are the 13 hour plane rides, and the six hour layovers, and you're you're traveling for 25 hours straight, and you're getting like seven hours of sleep, just to land in a country where you don't know how to get to your hotel um and and there's this kind of in and, and your you lose your bags or something like that and there's all these factors that people you know they don't think about they only see the end result right they only see your picture under the eiffel tower and don't know the little kind of day-to-day details that you know it, it takes to to like make international travel a, a good experience
1: well and i that, uh No no offense, but I don't think you're actually doing it justice. I think it's actually more, it's not just that logistical stuff. It's like, there's a lot of just loneliness that comes with it too. Yeah, Like you're you're kind of, maybe you were getting at that where you would show up in a country or you don't know anyone. You don't, a lot of times don't speak the language. Um, And uh, you know, everybody thinks, Oh, that would just be nice to travel and you know, not work, I guess, or or whatever people think you do. And it's, it's not, it's not like that at all. And as for like the, Oh, taking a picture in front of a temple or a mountain or, you know, off off a cliff or whatever, I have found that almost, almost invariably if the people would just turn the camera around and show you what's around it, then you would get the real picture. it's usually either a bunch of crowds um, of tourists who, you know, it's almost like this just mob, or there's just yeah, kind of yeah. abject poverty they had to trample over to get there. Um, and then, so you're right. It's it's just not showing the whole picture. And it, again, not to diminish the experience because it is still worth it. It's just a very different experience that you actually have from what people see, I think.
0: I, I think the best example I can give of, of that in my experience is I was in, in Cairo, in Egypt, not, you know, maybe 5 years back or so and yeah. and when you go to when you go there you go to see the pyramids of course because why sure, wouldn't sure. why wouldn't you and you look at the pyramids and every picture you see of the pyramids you look at them and it's like you're in this just vast desert uh what you don't see is if you turn the camera around there's like a golf course and a subway right across the street <laughs> <laughs> and and, yeah. and it's it's the pyramids are- they 're not that far from like central cairo like if really? i you know remember Tahrir Square where when they're having their revolutions like the pyramids right. are like twenty five minutes from that it's not like you're indiana jonesing it on a camel to get to these things like it's a very cheap it's a very cheap uh uh taxi ride but but it's you're right because you know people only see the end goal and not what it takes to get there and and i always i always kind of wondered about that because you know a lot of these places you go to and there's just so much poverty around them but then you also think like okay if you know how how much worse would these places be if they didn't have the attractions?
1: Yeah. Well, I I guess there's two sides to that though, too. Like, uh, you know, were they that bad off before, before we got there, before the doors got there,
0: before us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It was different, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I, I I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to talk about this because I know how guilty I am of it. Um, uh, an example being like when we were in thailand um you know we went out to the the kopebe islands um and it's beautiful out there just you know white sand beaches and blue water and just amazing yeah uh but to get there we had to go through um you know patong i guess i guess i'll I'll call it out which is basically (laughs) like a sex tourist um destination more or less you know A, a lot of just like old, fat, bald, Russian men, uh, you know, walking around with young girls who have probably been trafficked there. And yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I posted the picture of KoPP, but I didn't say anything about Baton. So I'm guilty
0: of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, so I know, I, 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 I think that's my biggest realization anyway, that, that, that trip through through Asia anyway was my biggest realization is that, how I'm just, I'm, I've been part of the problem. Uh, you were traveling for work and stuff like that. I was, I was traveling while I worked and didn't have to.
0: Yeah. But that. I also, I also don't think that, I mean, you like, listen, I, we are who we are. I want to go on this trip. I have the yeah. means to do it and I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I yeah, that poverty is horrible and, and, and you just, you don't want to see that, but I'm not going to, I guess, feel that bad ab- about it when I see it. Cause like, I, you know, like what, what did I do? I just bought a trip to your country. Like um, if, if you constantly are feeling guilty about stuff all the time, no, sure, there's not a sure. place in the world where you're going to like, no, that's feels good. Our right, I mean, are, are problems in our own country. So yeah.
1: conscious
0: At the yeah. risk of sounding insensitive, I'm just like, yeah, that stuff's there and it's horrible, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to not go to countries, you know, mm-hmm. because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's I guess how I feel I, about it.
1: No, I guess more my point is like, you know, I, I'm also not going to go out and uh, start a travel blog about how to be a travel blogger. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like uh oh, Which yeah. is definitely part of it. You know, if you want to be an influencer of some sort, uh, I that's obviously gotten out of hand, and I think we're going to be caricatures of ourselves when. It's all kind of, you know, settled. You know, we made our our parents' generation were made fun of for the McMansions and you know, oh, We're, we're
0: already getting made fun of. Like Yeah. Yeah. For the, yeah, the we're, travel porn. We're, we're pretty easy. Yeah, we're pretty easy to make fun of. Um <laughs> I, I make I make fun of like us. I make fun of the millennials and I'm one of them. So um, oh, for sure. No, for sure. I don't Yeah, know. it's 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 one of those things that like the more, the more you do it, um, the tr- travel that is like you, you go and and you're just like, okay, we're going to go get a bowl of, we're an Asia, or like a bowl of like rice and noodles or w- wherever you are. And you just walk down the street and you're like, all right, there's, there's the poor shops. There's the beggar on the corner. Um, there's the, hawkers kind of want you to buy their shit like it, it yeah you, you, it's just like it's there it's always there it's just a different form in any country you mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. um and in the u.s of course our poverty is horrible we just have better better pr with it i guess our well, PR poverty I, we're things.
1: we're better at hiding it because we can we can push it to certain parts of the cities or, or you know whatever it is i think that was that was um a big realization for me I guess was just that, uh, you know, uh, we're good at hiding. We're better at hiding it um, for certain segments of the population. Where there, you're just everyone's faced with it at all times.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, or, I mean, depends on where
1: you are, but still. Uh,
0: so let's I mean, talk about it a little bit because I think we have experiences that that are fairly unique in the fact that we've actually lived outside of the U.S., um, yeah. which is a unique experience. So. Um, you in Mexico, I in China, what like c- coming back, you know, when you came back, wh- and people because people are gonna be like, Well, what was that like? I got that question all the time, which is it's just it's a shitty question. I- I'm sorry if you asked me that, and we're good friends, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, so you lived in China, how was it? Like, how the fuck, how am I supposed to answer that? Like, how it was good, you know, like it was good, like, um, but but what. I guess first off when you chose to live abroad why what drove you there and before you went there I'm sure you thought it was going to be something that it didn't turn out to be yes. so what well, I mean what are your thoughts on that cuz I got I got a few few opinions
1: I I th- I mean looking back I can you know you can spin all sorts of stories and whatever but looking back I think I was out to find something or find myself or whatever uh cheesy expression you want to use there um but i think a big part of it too was kind of running away as well for that was for me anyway was kind of like from uh, what yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it was like you're, you're always constant it, it just it, it felt like and even when i look back at even at the even at the time but and especially when i look back it just felt like i was at the same time running away from something and trying to run towards something and i didn't know what it was and i know that's i that's the best way i can explain it i think yeah. and i don't know um you know if it was like some uh existential crisis for some middle class white kid probably yeah that's probably part of it that's probably fair um but whatever it was I I never found it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll tell you that you're right. It wasn't what I expected. I never I never found it. I found a lot of other things, a lot of other great things about travel oh, that taught me a lot
0: of things. But, well, you know. yeah, you're chasing something that can't be caught, or that that yeah. And you have all of these all of these nomads that are doing this. They're chasing this idea that doesn't exist. Um, but not not all who wonder are lost. Yeah, for fuck's sakes, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So like what what did you think it was it was going to be like prior and how did that meet you know or exceed expectations or not meet expectations?
1: Um I I th- I honestly think uh, I'm not sure what expectation I I think I had about what it would be like to travel and live in another country. Yeah. I just thought it would be something new and exciting. I think what I was honestly at first anyway thinking was people think I'm cool.
0: <laughs>
1: I I honestly think that's what it was. I am looking back being just an insecure kid.
0: Yeah. Um, you
1: know, yeah. in my mid-20s. And I was just like, yeah, people think I'm cool.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh,
1: it turns out no one gives a shit.
0: Well, No, <laughs> no well, one nobody, gives a shit. Nobody cares. Um, however, I will say, <laughs> I, I used to tell people that I have, when, when I was traveling abroad a lot, that I have the best – cocktail party job in the world and oh, what i yeah. and what i mean by that is because at a cocktail like i don't go to any cocktail parties it's just a saying but <laughs> like if i were to go to a cocktail party the question i would get a lot would be so what do you do and i'd be like well sure. i'm an international counselor and like they'd be like oh that's that's interesting and i could talk about it right i always had right. something to start ma- or maintain a conversation yeah but at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day nobody nobody cares nobody cares about your trip yeah. nobody cares about your posts um it's just it's awesome I and mean, you'll care you'll keep those memories but yeah. like you know f- no, nobody else cares um
1: well and there's there's so there's this idea living for the remembered self versus living for experiences and, and more often than not people live for the remembered self you know like so you were talking yeah, about ex- all those explain experiences that. that
0: sounds interesting
1: yeah, so the, all the experiences you have when you when you travel or when you do anything, um, and not just travel, but even like, I don't know, like uh, having kids or, you know, doing anything kind of big in life. Uh, when you're doing those things, they're actually very hard and they're very challenging and they can kind of call into question a lot of your values and everything. But after you've done them, you look back on those things with a sense of kind of um nostalgia and, you know, just kind of awe or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I, I definitely think travel is one of those things. I, I think they say, I think, they say, like I said, they say the same thing about like having kids, right? You, um, w- when you're parenting, it's very difficult and it's challenging and it kind of sucks, but then you when you get older and you look back at it, you're like, you know, oh, best decision of my life to have kids, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's what for sure. For sure. I don't have kids, so. Well, I, yeah, nor I. I think th- that was one of the biggest when i cuz i got a job offer in china and it was a big decision that took me i don't know i think i spent like oh, a week 10 days just kind of i mean i made lists i made pros and cons lists and i talked to people <laughs> really close to me and i i really thought it over and the the thing the thing that really solidified it for me was at you know the end of my life whatever that may be if i look back and didn't do this I would absolutely, uh, hate myself for it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's true. I think it's going to be true. Um, but that, that was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Cause that's, I mean, that's a scary, that's a scary ass move, uh, to, to uproot no matter where you are. So, um, I mean, one of the things that I was really seeking in that experience was, um, you Because know, I was traveling a lot and I was kind of hitting these cities maybe you know, three to ten days at a time. And I was just dipping my toes into these cultures and not really getting anything. And And I wanted more. Ah. I wanted more of an immersive experience. And and, and I knew I was never going to officially get that because I'm not Chinese and I don't speak the language, which is, I mean, there's always going to be that block there if you can't communicate with the people. Um, mm. But I, I really have always kind of been intrigued by this idea of shifting your normal like what is you know ah. right now we have our routines right and we have our normal and I wanted to uproot and change that and recreate my normal because I think that's just a kind of a healthy thing to do because it gives you new new perspectives but that was really the driving force behind you know why I decided to leave what you know w- was a very good situation in Colorado to to uproot it and and head to head to East Asia.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: yeah, I think I was the
1: same too. I've never thought about it that way though. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I will say so. So uh, just a quick side note here. I mean, I had been to, I think I had visited Beijing specifically four times before moving there. And I went in with this arrogance of like, I I got it. Like I've been there. Um, And how, I mean the first God, like three, four months, just, kick your ass chewed me up and spat me out that's um, a difficult
1: city i would think um you know i've spent i only spent a few days there
0: and yeah, yeah. not even a few days there um, well and, I, that's a difficult city i mean i would say it's, anywhere it's its just kind of your you know you land and i'm like where do i buy toilet paper yeah you know just yeah. little stuff like that that i never thought about staying in my hotels, but. But but that's cool. Like I will say one thing about if you can live abroad, I would recommend it because as you navigate and recreate that normal for yourself, like that—that's the growth process right there. And at the end mm-hmm. of that, and at the end of that year, when I was like, "Yeah, this is this is my this is my noodle lady," and oh, you got to go to this guy; he's got the best chicken bones for your broth or something like that. And and I had all this stuff down. I was like, th- "This is cool. This is the feeling that that I wanted." But you got to go through some, some kind of some lonely, lonely, dark times to get there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But and I
1: think, um, like you said, it's definitely worth it. It's not for everyone, obviously. Uh, no,
0: no, 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 for I, sure.
1: I, you know. I think if you have even an inkling to try it, you should try it. it, it there's just, I mean, I don't know. I go back to this. We're just, we, we've we been very fortunate uh, that we could do this and, you know, our lives worked out the way it did. Yeah. Um, but I also like, it's much more accessible than a lot of people think it is. Uh, my, originally when I first went to, to Chile, I was going to be, or I was uh, uh, an English teacher, uh, English as a second language teacher. Um there's a lot of challenges with that it's a lot of work actually uh, I found a school that um, I thought would pay well and then they went under financially basically so I ended up going home early after that but I you can you can definitely do it um, I think there's there's challenges around you know we're white guys and in many ways that helps where that we're men to begin with and then you know being a white guy in a lot of the places that I've gone to it's you know everybody thinks oh you're just gonna be a target they're gonna think you have money and you're gonna get robbed or whatever and that I've just never had any experience like that.
0: Um, yeah, maybe I, I try to take advantage because you you're a tourist, but that's because you're a tourist. I've been incredibly fortunate, and and it's it's very interesting when you talk to people about the travel. One of the the questions that I get a lot is, "Well, were not you afraid?" Um, and I yeah. I never I guess I never understood that question because I'm like afraid of what? Like, are yeah. they? Uh, I mean, I understand that I look different. And in that regard, maybe I, I would be a target. But, like, I mean, you could get robbed and kidnapped and murdered in your own country. Like, no, I'm not afraid. Right. Um, I practice the same safety measures with traveling than when I do when I'm at home. Yeah. And so I, I don't know what it is. Like, there, there's a switch in some people's brains that... Like, I don't even think about that. It doesn't bother me at all to go travel, but some people just, they, they have a hard time getting past that. And that's, you yeah. know, that's fine to teach their own.
1: Well, I, I think it's definitely different if you're um, a woman traveling by yourself. I, I don't, again, I don't know.
0: If, yeah, for sure.
1: You know, there's, there's probably imagined risk and actual risk. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a woman and have to um, probably think about that a little bit more, but um even then, I've known I've known women who've traveled for ten years constantly for ten years. Yeah, who have been fine because they're smart. Um,
0: yeah, you just and you... I know
1: that you have to take your own set of precautions when you're traveling alone as a woman, and where you are and stuff like that matters more probably than if you're a man. But uh, again, it just comes back to being smart. And I don't know. It's it, it, you're right. It's weird to be afraid of just other people like that. It's very strange.
0: Well, it um, just it seems like a maybe an unnecessarily difficult way to just live life in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. You know, to to be a, because ultimately I think what you're saying is I'm afraid of this because I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, God, do you apply that to everything? I mean, that's, that's not, that's not really a way to go through life. And so instead of being afraid of some dark places pretty quick. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe research it and try to understand it and, and God, heaven forbid you might learn something. So, Um, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to shift gears a little bit because I think, I, I think one of the things that you and I have traveled together and I think we travel well together because we have, uh, very similar, I guess I'll call them traveling styles. Um, meaning, you know, meaning we don't have to constantly feel like we're pounding the pavement when we get to a place that that's kind of what I mean. So, but, but. You know how has that changed because at least for me like I have seen my i guess style change from when I first started to to where I am now, so I mean has that been the case for you and if if it has how so
1: um i I don't think I've ever been really someone to be like I need to see and do everything um yeah i I've never really been like maybe maybe to more extent than I am now maybe I was a little bit but I've never been just like yeah let's go do everything I'm usually like there's one thing I want to do here and I want to make sure I do it and that's that's good
0: so do you hit the hit the the, do you hit the tourist spots when you go to cities like oh Um,
1: depends on how long I'm gonna be there if I'm I mean if you're only there for a few days I I hit the tourist spots because you know they're the tourist spots you go see them and that's fine um the you know those like in some, some usually in cities where you have like the hop on, hop off buses. Like, I call me crazy, but I love those things. Like, this, they're touristy as hell, yeah. but you can see a lot of a ground in a very short amount of time. Um, if that's what you want to do, I, I'm I I, well, I say I love them, but I mean, I like them to the extent that they're there and I can use them when I need to. If I'm staying for a while somewhere, though. Oh, like when I was in Oaxaca, I didn't go to Monte Alban, which is um, uh, old ruins nearby that right, right nearby the city. I didn't yeah. go there till like a few weeks before I left, I think. Yeah. Um. And because it was always going to be there, I knew it was always going to be there. So I just, you know, I waited. Uh, I would go instead, I went to all the little markets in town. I went to all the markets around and the little pueblos around it and everything like that um, all the time, because that's kind of what I like to do. And I just kind of lived Lived a semi-normal life as a white guy in southern Mexico. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was just gonna say that the. Uh, I don't know if that's really. I, I've just always kind of been that kind of person, I guess, and it probably comes out more now that I'm getting a little bit older, just slow down and. Yeah. You know, go find some good food and something to do, and be in bed at a reasonable time. So I don't know.
0: I think it, it and people are going to uh, not like me for saying this or disagree respectfully i'm sure um yes, yes. Uh, this is the internet yeah this is the internet it's a it's a it's a just a petri dish of respect <laughs> <laughs> um like after a while and I, I was just like okay you got churches in europe you got temples in asia um you know you got mosques in the middle east mm-hmm. and after a while i'm just like i don't need to see it anymore yeah. like i'm sure that's i'm sure that church is fantastic i'm sure that temple's awesome i'm like i just i don't need them anymore i would much rather go to a local market and like buy ingredients and and, and make a meal or or just go find like a central plaza or a park somewhere and just kind of hang out yeah um Read book. <laughs> i yeah, exactly yeah just grab a book and and just kind of hang out um I, I, what, one thing that I I've really, you know, and this is the, the, how many shows have been made about this, but one thing that I've really developed was just a super big interest in food. Um, Whenever you travel, because so much so much of a of a place's culture comes through in their cuisine, and so mm-hmm. the you know the type of sauces they use, what vegetables are they putting, you can learn about the agriculture of the area you know, mm-hmm. if it's near the city, the history, and they got, the history it, it's just, it, it, it's incredible. And if you're paying attention to that type of stuff, it's really, um, it's really interesting to see how, you know, as you, if you're lucky enough to see different regions of a country, how that cuisine changes to reflect the local norms of that region. And that's right. something that, that that is very interesting to me. But uh, well, yeah, I, make I sure think, about that. I don't think anybody's touched on that yet. <laughs> well, okay. I was just gonna
1: say that a lot of people might say, "Well, that's just cliche that you're really into food and like travel." But no, like if you, it's not just that we're gonna go to eat things. You're saying that you, what you're saying, and I agree with, is that you learn about the culture through food. And I know that's even cliche to say. I get it, but um, you know, uh, I, I take a place like Vietnam, and you you can learn about in in vietnam as well as like italy is kind of the same way you can learn about the history of a place based solely on its food yeah. you will learn about
0: yeah
1: a city based on its dishes you know bun cha and hanoi um versus bumba way and way right like it's yeah. like you can learn about that and then you learn about where the the banh mi sandwich came from that's actually a a, a relic of french rule because they didn't have you know bread before the french showed up
0: yeah bagu- uh, baguettes didn't come from vietnam so there's, <laughs> no, they did, there's they did any not. confusion about that oh,
1: the coffee they use in vietnam too um there's a lot all sorts of interesting stories around that and um vietnamese kind of uh, refugees during the vietnamese uh american conflict the, the vietnam war who were in the united states you know how um they we use two different complete kinds of coffee and uh, the way they came about to use chicory root in their coffee in the United States is a whole backstory and thing. Like, so you can actually the, – um, there's all these stories behind all of that. And uh, you know, I think the best people who are – who write about that kind of thing or make shows about that kind of thing incorporate that into it. Not just, oh, hey, look at this. There Here's this dish and it's delicious.
0: Yeah. Next dish. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I, I got to say one thing before making another point. Um, if you – if you travel to Vietnam and you get your coffee from a Starbucks, never, oh, ever, no. ever talk no. to me ever again <laughs> because there, there is a 0% chance that uh, we'll be friends. <laughs> you just can't do I it. Can...
1: I couldn't believe in Hanoi just the uh the number of coffee shops It's insane.
0: It was it was amazing. But on the other hand, this isn't a this isn't a a, a um a jab at Starbucks. I think the biggest Starbucks in the world is in Shanghai and it's like three stories and it's awesome. You should go. Really? There. Yep. Really? You get you, you get uh-huh. your own personal barista if you want to. Uh it's it's sweet. It's fantastic. This isn't <laughs> a jab at Starbucks. This is more of a, a huge <laughs> compliment to how good Vietnamese coffee is. Yeah. Um one thing that I I started doing um you know as I became a more seasoned traveler was I would read about the history of a place. Um oh yeah. Cuz cuz early I would go I would go and I you know I'd go on these tours and I'd see these churches or or whatever temples mosques wherever I was and you know the guide would tell me something and I'd be like, "Well, that's interesting." Um but I just, I felt like I just didn't know. And so I started reading about the history of these places and that, that kind of changed everything for me. Um, cause I could go and I had a little bit of a base, um, from which to understand, you know, these buildings and these cultures and why things are the way they are. So that's something that, that I would really recommend if you're going to go to, to, uh, certain countries. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. Uh, that was, um, yeah, that was a big thing for me too. I actually did that um, before I went to Chile the first time, and so I, I learned that early on to do that um, uh, it, because you'll get an insight into, oh, you know, once you land and you get you're you're wide-eyed and trying to figure out what's going on, and you can have at least a couple of grounding facts and historical context uh, to ground yourself in. Uh, every now and then, it kind of helps just to get your bearings.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's for sure. The, uh, the country that I traveled to more than any other, any other in the world is Pakistan. And I, Ah. obviously I know Pakistan and India have had some conflicts, but I never really knew what that meant. And I read some books about it and and would go there and just, it, it helped me kind of better understand little like comments that the Pakistanis would make, um, you know, why certain individuals were revered versus others. And and, and it, it just helps you it helped me kind of appreciate the place more because I had I had a better idea of how they kind of ended up, you know, how they are today. So yeah. so that that was pretty interesting. Um,
1: I, I remember I remember the first time you went to Pakistan. I'm pretty sure it was the first time you went, before you went and you called your parents and I was I was there when you called your parents you <laughs> told your mom that. And you said, love you, mom, um, hung up the phone, 30 seconds later, get a call back. And I hear your dad on the phone said, are you going to Pakistan? So yeah. I said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, uh,
0: yeah. I, my dad like clearly didn't believe me. He thought I was joking yeah. or something. I'm like, well, yeah. that's, a, that's a weird joke. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I've never been like a huge jokester. <laughs> yeah. But out of, you know, out of nowhere, I pulled the old I'm um, going to Pakistan joke. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was really really interesting. Um, after all the travel, you know, all the experiences, what or how have you changed? And I know that's a really hard question Ugh, to answer. That's yeah. a, that that's a tough question to answer. But you know, for me, it's it, it's hard to. You know I talked about my new changing my new my normals right uh, a little right. bit ago, and like for a while, my normal was okay like being in Colorado for ten days travel for three weeks like that was <sighs> like that was my normal that was my life i mean i can't how many conversations I had with oh, i you know I can't come and get coffee with you today I gotta fly to Nepal and I would just say it like nothing because it it was nothing to me uh that was just my job um uh-huh. which is a weird normal to have. And so the point I'm trying to make is, is I don't know how you can do that and not be changed by it in some way. Um, and I'm just curious how you feel, you know, your travel has impacted you and was it temporary or is it still going on?
1: Um, I mean, it, it's obviously going to change your perspective. Um, I, I think.
0: Yeah, but, anyway, but but there's a difference, Drew, when somebody's like, oh, well, you have to go to Mexico. You'll love it. I'd be like, where'd you go? She's like, Cabo. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And there's nothing against that. Like I've been on Mexican resorts. They're, they're awesome. But like, there's a difference between that and like living in Oaxaca for six months. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just curious what your thoughts are.
1: Um, it's, and you know, I'm like, I'm, mean, I think I'm having a hard time with the question because it's like one of those things where, um,
0: it's kind of a, it's kind of a you, bullshit question.
1: No, I don't think it's a bullshit question. I I think it's it's something I probably should um have have figured out more because it, I, but it's almost one of those things where um you know it's like asking a fish how the water is and the fish says what the hell is water because it's just <laughs> I don't know it's just you know you're like yeah maybe it changed my perspective on on some things and maybe it didn't um in others but honestly I think like it's more that i've just i've learned that uh people are kind of the same everywhere everyone's about just as happy as everybody else everywhere more or less um and they're also just about as miserable (laughs) as everybody everywhere too yeah um we all worry about the the same things and it's just i don't know though saying those things just feels so kind of empty and that doesn't really capture what i want to say but um I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it's changed me. I think the ways it's changed me. I don't really realize how it's changed me.
0: Maybe. Well, I I think. Well, no, it goes back to you know these these people we see online, right? They're they're chasing something that isn't there, and Mm. I think that leads because what you said is exactly what I was going to say is is the realization that you know our skin color is different, we dress differently, we eat different foods, we pray to different gods, but Mm. really we all kind of value the same thing like we value our community we want we want we love our parents we want what's best for our kids um all of that stuff I I haven't been to a culture where that hasn't been the case yeah and that's the same thing here and so it's you know you look around at these these places all over the world and you're like yo this is different like maybe you go to work different or, or Like things are just different the way that we normally do them, but at the core, people all value the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I think.
1: If I've changed in any way, I think it's I I hope, and I don't know if this is this is probably part of travel, but it's also just part of getting older. Was that um, I I I hope that I'm a little bit less stuck on myself um, because of travel. Uh, like I said, I think I, I honestly do think that part of my motivation to travel, besides just getting out and seeing the world and being young and full of energy and want to do that kind of thing, was just that, yeah, I want to like, oh, that'll be cool. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I just don't, I, I hope that I've kind of got some perspective on that and that, that that's not, that's just not important to me anymore. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: You know, and part I, of that's getting older. I think everybody does that. But the, I think travel helped me do that, too.
0: I think you nailed it. You said perspective, you know, what has travel given you perspective? Um, I I think that's, that's a, that's a phenomenal answer. I think to drill down on that, because in another episode we talk about kind of minimalism and Mm. in in our, I think it was the buying a house episode. Um, and I, I always had these minimalistic tendencies and for me, travel has done nothing but reinforce that Right. because I, you know, I, I, traveled with nothing but, you know, the, the bag on my back. And for most of that, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, living in, living in China and I would say my study abroad experience as well. I mean, very simple living did not have a lot of stuff and was like, and (laughs) didn't miss it. And, and, you know, and coming back to the U.S., i S I'm just like, wow, I, the, I I don't need a lot because it's another cliche, but like material objects, just, they truly don't make you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's one thing to say that. And it's another thing to actually live your life for a long time without those objects.
1: Yeah. Well, and to be around it, it, depending on where you go, I guess, but to be around people who don't have things and they're perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you, yeah. Well, that that's perspective. What does travel give you? It gives you perspective. So, um, you know, that, that's the thing that I've, I've tried to kind of take from travel is, is just be like, listen, I, I, and I've always kind of been like this. It was just kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do. I don't care who, how you dress or who you pray to or who you share your bed with. Um, you know, if you're happy, then, then why do I care? So, yeah. and, 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 that's kind of the case throughout the world. So, um, you know, for, for somebody who's listening here and that, that maybe has traveled a little bit, so let's ask two questions. Let, let's ask what I guess I think the easier one is first, but, um, we'll find out if somebody has traveled like specifically internationally, where are some places that, that you would recommend that might be, I would say a little bit more, a little bit more challenging, but, but manageable. Like let's say somebody's uh like they've been to Europe Europe's pretty well developed pretty easy to right. get around a lot of people speak english um and they want to take that next air quote step like what right. what are what are some places you would recommend
1: I'm a big fan of Peru and it, it has its own set of challenges for sure yeah. um although it does have a pretty developed tourist uh Industry, there are places that don't, but I, I think honestly, at this end of the day, though, like Southern Mexico, um, it's great, man. Uh, it's uh, you know, a lot of people they'll go to the beaches um, and stuff like that on the coast, or they'll go to Mexico City, um, or or not. I don't know if anybody goes to Mexico City that much from the states. I don't they really
0: they that. should. It's awesome. It's one of my it's, favorite cities in the place. world.
1: Southern Mexico, though, it's a little bit harder to get to. Um, there's definitely some challenges around there, um, logistically. Um, but, oh man, it's worth it. And I don't know if that was part of the question, is it worth it or not, but it's definitely worth it, all the, the challenges down through there. I loved it, loved that area, loved yeah. the, the yeah.
0: people and
1: everything. It's, it's a really cool part of the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that, that's a good one. I, I would recommend, um, I guess I got asked a lot, like, I want to go to Asia, but I'm afraid of it, or that's not a question, but people would say that. Um, just cause it's so different and I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. Um, so, I mean, my response to that would be, and and I was there with you, but Vietnam and Thailand, um, oh, yeah. have, yeah. you know, they, they, they get enough tourists that, that they've kind of figured it out. They have a, enough tourist infrastructure where you can, you can still feel comfortable kind of navigating life there. Um, but at the same time, you know, really, really get a very different experience if you haven't experienced East or Southeast yeah. Asia, um, especially Vietnam. That was yeah. spe- especially Vietnam. We're talking about Vietnam a lot. Uh, I'll concede it's it's my favorite country in the world. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but that's because the people are so kind, and it it was easy for us to travel there as first timers. You know, there was never a time where I was like, Jesus, we don't know what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's that's really valuable. So if you're looking to kind of tackle Asian culture, I would recommend Thailand or Vietnam. I'm partial to Vietnam, but but either one is is going to be is going to be good. And just to add on to that, kind of the two like big ones, right? The 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 big monsters of the travel industry. Uh, they were referred to as the big two in in my previous industry are India and China uh it just in terms of experiences that's when you um you know when you walk out of the airport you're just like holy shit what what is going on here (laughs) i've
1: heard that about india a
0: lot and i mean that and i mean that in the most complimentary of ways and i'm not obviously not telling people what to do but if you want to you know dip your toes in international travel. I'm not sure I would start with with China or India <laughs> no no probably may maybe work your way up to it, but um those places are i mean they're they're so fantastic in their own ways, but they're they're a beast they are an yeah. absolute beast um so 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 all right. So that was my my first question. My second question is going to be Drew. If you if you could recommend like somebody is very hesitant, very you know scared. They they just got their passport. They're all excited. They want to start collecting their stamps. Where are you sending them on your first oh, on their man. first trip?
1: Send them to Saskatchewan, probably.
0: Yeah, just smart to... smart New, <laughs> Newfoundland. Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Yeah,
1: there's no one there. <laughs> um. I, I mean, I, I think Europe is, is probably uh, a good bet for people um, because you can, you can really gauge your own comfort level. Like if you, if you just want to go speak English, there's like, you know, almost all the countries there, you're going to find enough English speakers where you'll be fine. But you can also, you know, places like Italy um, where you can get like some really kind of cool um, history and culture cultural experiences through all of that. Uh, or you know you, you go to London. London's an amazing city, uh, yeah. and they speak English, and it's easy to you know kind of uh, slide into. I think Europe would probably, if somebody was just doing it first um, and a little hesitant, then yeah, I, I, it's totally okay to wade into it. I like I said, I threw myself into it, and I don't, like that's definitely not for everybody. So
0: yeah, I think we we both put ourselves in sink or swim situations. I, I was I was going to say the same thing. I I think a lot of like a lot of people worry about the language barrier. Like, how am I going to get around? How am I going to communicate? So, if oh, you, nice, yeah. you know, if I'm you start start in an English speaking country, um, I'm going to put a plug in for Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh uh, yes, just I need to go to Scotland. Still. Phenomenal, phenomenal city. Um, you, you know, London. London is one of the most visited, if not the most visited city in the world. I think it's London or Paris. Um, and there, there's a reason for that. It is an incredible city, and so. Mm-hmm if If that's kind of the first thing you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that, or even heading over to Ireland and driving the coast um but i would i would I could certainly recommend you know Europe as well because I think it's a good nice soft landing in into into international travel
1: yeah um I'm kind of glad I did it the other way around though at the same time because like I said, throwing myself into it where you, you kind of throw yourself into it into Latin america when, when I went to Chile specifically Chile is actually pretty um It's a pretty nice country. It's one of the most, uh, uh, it's one of the wealthiest, like, per capita in South America and pretty developed and, you know, they've um, got a lot of established industry there and everything like that. Uh, But at the same time, too, there were like, like, I got, I I accidentally got tear gassed one time, you know, I walked into, walked on the wrong street when there were protests going on, but, uh, and it kind of, you know, rattled me a little bit, but it wasn't bad. But then like after, yeah. you know, going around Latin America and kind of bumming around, you know, doing Peru and Argentina and things were kind of crazy then and then Mexico and all that. I feel like I can go just about anywhere now and be fine. Um, you know, going uh, going to Europe after doing that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can get a well, different
0: right? different normals, right? Anywhere. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're you're used to you're used to those normals. Um, what one thing I just I just thought of and this isn't Totally related to what you're saying is, it's almost kind of a travel tip. Is, it, if from, to Ameri- U.S. citizens specifically, um, tr- it, this is very hard to do, but try to leave your American expectations in America yeah. when you travel
1: oh yeah, I've, yeah
0: i we got and think i we both, we both and and, and, and just like just thinking about it now makes me levels
1: yeah. makes me
0: very angry and and I think we're Cringy. both thinking in terms of like service right uh,
1: uh, yeah, i I've had a lot of bad experiences
0: with other i'm think like in services specifically yeah. at, at at restaurants or i you know where where we are so used to people coming over and waiting on us hand and foot and in a lot of the world that is just not the case um I have an Australian friend who, like, a, his, his wife is from California. And so he's like, well, the first time I
1: went back to California, it was the first time I went to the States, actually, and you know, sat down at a restaurant. And I was amazed. I was like, oh, my God, these people are so nice. And he thought, oh,
0: it's because I have to leave a tip, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I just just yeah. please please understand, you're, you're not in America anymore, and they, so they don't do anything. They don't do it like the U.S., because you're not in the U.S., um, that's a hard thing to do. I know, because we we live our culture every single day. But but uh, just understand, go with the flow, be flexible. We've both seen outbursts that are just downright oh, embarrassing. I, that's yeah. what
1: I, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, you know, the only the only bad experiences I can really think of were those types of experiences where I came across another traveler being an asshole of some kind. It's yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Mine, mine was with quick, quick story. Mine was with water, uh, because most places don't just come up and fill up your water. You got to buy it. Uh, and it comes in bottles. Yeah. Um, as you know, and just watch this guy from the States one time just rip into this. Um, we were in Egypt, um, just rip into for, for rip into the server for charging for water. And I, I was at the same restaurant that water cost like 75 cents. And I'm like, you are, you are such a prick. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you know what I mean? I'm like, what, what, what is it that makes you like that drives your value system? Like, screw you, man. Like, I hope you lose your fucking passport or something like that. <laughs> it's like, God, what an absolute dick. So
1: yeah. don't
0: do that. Don't be that person is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what, if you, but if you do want to go places and you're nervous about it, ask ask around. There's plenty of people who've traveled. Yeah,
0: They'll let for you know. sure. They'll
1: reassure for sure. you and tell you what to stay away from.
0: Yeah, you know. cool. You want to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. Do you have you any fi- Do you have any final thoughts? Um, no, no. We covered everything. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We did cover. Ab- that was it. In 102 minutes or 102, an hour and two minutes, we covered everything. Uh, well, I guess I'll, t- I'll have some parting thoughts. Um, if you're thinking about it, do it. I think anytime you do something that's outside of your comfort zone, it's beneficial. And uh, what Drew so eloquently said is what travel has given him. And I agree with his perspective. And that's something that is lacking with a lot of people for for better or worse. And the more you can gain of that, I think the uh the better it is and the more you can kind of understand what's important in, in your own life. So yeah. do it. Get shift out your there, normal. Do it, it doesn't have
1: to be through travel too, you know, shift your normal.
0: There's different yeah. ways yeah, different ways of doing it. We're just talking about, about we understand today. we're
1: we're we're you know we're lucky that we can do that. There's other ways to do it though too. Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. So all right. Well Peace out America. Peace out everyone.
1: If you like this episode, check out more at TwoOldMillennials.com.